Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CollegeToPro.com NFL Draft Blast, the audio alternative for fans and NFL personnel to know NFL Draft prospects. Join host Bo Mashanti as he brings the next generation of tomorrow's NFL stars to you today. No more than the name. Welcome back to another edition of the C2P. I am your show host, Bo Marchante. As always, we appreciate you stopping by Apple Music, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere where you listen to your podcast. You can find the NFL Draft Blast free and available to download at your leisure. Today, we're headed out west and being joined with the standout Fresno State linebacker. He was second team, all Mountain West, and he began his career at Boise State in 2016 where he played as a true freshman and you folks who know that listen in often i love 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 guys that are able to leave high school and step right into the big time program it is none other than tyson mayava tyson welcome to the program my friend how is today treating you oh it's going good thank you for having me oh we appreciate your time and you're a busy man uh can you believe that first time that you stepped on the field at boise state Till now, did it go by in a blink of an eye? Oh, yes, of course. You know, being uh, in a special situation to have six years of uh, college football, it still seems like I was only there for about one or two with how how fast it goes. (laughs) I love it. Now, growing up out west, uh, were you the better kid from the get-go? I mean, was football your favorite sport or any other sport you played? Were you always the best one on the team? Uh, no, I wouldn't say I was always the best, uh, especially out here when we play in a uh, pop Warner and things like that. I always had to play two classes up cause I was a little bit heavier. And so, you know, being humbled as a young kid playing with older guys and then finally getting my shot playing, playing with guys my age in high school, you know, definitely gave me uh, a little bit of a, of an advantage, I'd say. <laughs> I love it. So kind of take us through that process of how you kind of end up on the defensive side of the ball and, kind of how you emerged as the linebacker that we see doing it on the collegiate level. Well, uh, my pops played uh, football in high school, and he always talked about how being a linebacker uh, in high school was one of his best best things he could have done uh, while he was still in school. And so hearing his stories and uh, having an opportunity to, you know, actually go out there and play the same sport he did, you know, I just wanted to be just like him. Oh, fair enough. I like that. And I also noticed on your bio that uh, James Harrison, I believe, is one of your favorite players. Is that true? Oh, yeah. So uh, I, I grew up as a Steeler fan. I met Troy Palomalu down at uh, La Jolla Shores down in San Diego. And uh, since then, I just I fell in love with the Steelers. And it was unfortunate that my dad was a Ravens fan. So uh, <laughs> going going uh, going against him, uh, back when, uh, you know, the Steelers and the Ravens were rocking when Troy Polamalu and Ray Lewis were playing against each other and all that. It was it was a fun rivalry in the house for sure. But uh, James Harrison's style of play is something that I really try to model my game off of. Uh, like, I know he's an outside backer and I'm an inside backer, but his physicality and being a little bit undersized, but, you know, still being able to go out there and 
really lay the hammer down on some people is something I really try to carry over and into into my style of play. Excellent. And your agent, Derek Fox, uh, we were texting earlier today, and he says, man, he, he basically said the same thing about you. He goes, when this kid's on, he's just a basically just a ball full of you-know-what, and he's just a wrecking ball, and uh, you kind of follow in that path. Uh, so I, so you get to Boise State, you spend time at FIU, then you get to spend your final uh, you know, season at Fresno State at home. But I mentioned before we went live, the Melt Can, the rivalry between Fresno State and Boise State, you were on both sides of it. Kind of take us through that experience, Tyson. It's very unique. Yeah, yeah it was incredible. So uh, our first time playing uh, against Fresno was at Fresno while I was at Boise, and we were playing for the Milk Can. And, you know, no, the rivalry itself was already big enough, you know, and so having a having a trophy to fight for just made it the icing on the cake. But – uh, being able to experience uh, both sides of it was really something special, you know, especially playing at Fresno State while uh, for Boise because, you know, those guys, or at least the fans, were tearing us apart on the field. And then to come around and have Boise come back to Fresno while I was on Fresno and have them cheering for me this time, it was it was definitely a, it's, it's something I won't ever forget for sure. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And a class, yeah, a class act if they did that, too. Uh, that way they appreciate it and they love what you did when you were with the Broncos. Once again, Tyson Maiava here on the C2P talking a little NFL draft. Um, I always ask all the guys that come on the program, you know, if we threw you in that film room, you're with these NFL scouts, they're breaking down your tape. What do you think they're going to love about you? I like to say that they're their hallmark home run abilities, the traits that you bring to the next level that they're going to want to bring you to camp and get you signed to that 53-man roster? Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that I could bring uh, to the team and to the defense especially is is my football IQ. You know, I, I feel like the, the players that can actually play for a team and get on the field are always going to be the smartest, you know, not always going to be the biggest, strongest, fastest, but if you know what's going on, it definitely helps. And so, uh, I always try to make sure during the week I spend my time in the in the in the room film study and getting all the little cues and and tips I can from from the offense and from uh you know our defensive coaching staff that they give out so that you know when we're on the field I can help the guys not really think about what's going on I can just let them know and you know let them play and and once we all know what's going on and we're all on the same page man it's a pretty smooth and scary thing to see I love it. Now, since you kind of mentioned, I think the way you described it, you're a little bit of a film junkie. Is that fair enough to say? Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's about right. <laughs> awesome. So I got to ask, this is my favorite question to ask. Take us inside a game. All week long, you were breaking down tape, studying the film, Tyson. Saturday rolls around. What you saw on tape comes to fruition. It doesn't need to be a you know, a pick six touchdowns, game-changing play. It could have just been a subtle play where you recognize what the offense was doing and maybe, you know, you eliminated them from a first down. But that said, does anything come to your mind that you could share with us? Yeah. So I, I there's one specific play that we had against Oregon. Uh, it was back in their red zone. They were pretty back up against the line. And I was set uh, outside the box to the left-hand side of our defense and I remember they had a tendency, especially with their tight end, if they were off the ball on the opposite side, he would peek a lot and look at his quarterback, and the quarterback would kind of give him a head nod or like a handshake or a signal or something like that. And uh, I knew if 
you know, I saw those or I saw all those cues at the same time. Odds are they're running a split zone uh, with the tight end coming back to block backside, and I just knew that was my opportunity to just go blast it. And so <laughs> playing against them, they actually ran a – they switched it up. They knew, uh, they knew their tendencies and ended up playing an RPO. And honestly, I, it was the best thing I could have seen because my job is just to go set the edge when the tight end comes back. And if they're <laughs> passing, then I'm just straight, straight pass rush at that point. So knowing those cues, I was able to get to the line of scrimmage pretty fast. Uh, tight end barely saw me, uh, clipped me, and I was able to give me a sack. And I thought, I thought that was probably one of my smartest plays I think I, I was ever able to play this year. Excellent, Tyson. That's awesome. I, you know, you know, everyone watching the game, you're just kind of assuming, hey, you know, the guy made a sack. But you kind of, that's what I love. I mean, that's kind of really going into the nit and granny of it all and kind of experiencing what you were able to do. Uh, this is your show, and we want scouts and everybody to know you inside out. Uh, what do teams need to know? We mentioned Film Junkie. You could have been a uh, team captain, weight room warrior. Uh, maybe the schematics of the defenses didn't allow you to showcase certain things. Great in the community. I don't know what else there could be, but what else needs to be said that these teams need to know about that can help you fall into their good graces on draft day? Yeah, definitely. I think that my first quality that I could bring is that I, I, I really try and step into the leadership role. You know, especially being an inside linebacker, a middle linebacker, a mic linebacker, we're we're considered the uh, the quarterbacks of the defense. You know, and if you've seen any team with a with a quarterback that doesn't get along with the guys and can't rally the guys up in a in tough situations, like a you know, for example, like me is UCLA, uh, when we were barely able to pull it out in the fourth quarter, it's it's things like those where most teams don't see. You know, it's. All, all everybody sees is what's happening on the field and the plays being made or not being made, but nobody's, nobody's hearing the conversations that we have. The, the morale we got to build when things are going our way and, and even when it is going our way, keeping ourselves humbled and uh, not too cocky or arrogant or anything like that to where we start slipping. You know, so I think that's one. And, uh, yeah, I think my work ethic is, is not something that it can be easily messed. You know, once I have my, my heart and my eyes set on whatever I got to do, like I'm, I got to put full effort into, into that job. So whether that's bringing the team together, uh, making a play, or doing some film study for myself or to get the team ready, you know, that's, that's something I really take pride in myself. Excellent stuff. Tyson, way to deliver that, man. Uh, uh, Gave me goosebumps a little bit, man. I was starting to get jacked up, kind of thinking about what it's like being in the huddle with you as you're starting to, you know, set us off on our mission to stop the opponent. Uh, We are almost out of time. These shows go so quickly, but we never like to leave without having a little bit of fun. We call it three and out, a few lighthearted off-the-wall questions. I mean, ready to take a shot with those? Oh, yeah, hit me. All right. Now, it could now I don't want to single out one coach cuz you've been at a few places, but so this is your show. Um between Boise State, FIU, or Fresno, what head coach had the biggest pet peeve during practice? The absolute no-no. If you did this during practice, you're going to catch some hell. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. I think that I think one of the biggest pet peeves I've seen around, which it does, it does make more sense to me now that I'm a little bit older and been around the game. Uh, but Coach Harson, while he was still at Boise State, had a very strict no yawning when there was a 
uh, lifts or <laughs> meetings or practice, anything where we're at, where we got to be attentive and focused or anything, no yawning. And that, that used to get tough, you know, when we had those mat drills at five o'clock in the morning, everybody's rolling in at four thirty, or we got a late night, Friday night, right before the game. And we're, you know, we're in the lobby of the hotel at eight thirty, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, man. He, he used to catch us all the time and hit a couple up downs and some push-ups, make you stand up in the back of the room. That used to be the hardest one to, for me to at least keep myself in check for. Cause you know, sometimes we just get tired out there, man. But there ain't, ain't no room for that when we're trying to work, you know. <laughs> ah, that's great. I've not heard that one. That's, you know, you you would think this would be a pretty simple question where you get the same response, but we keep asking it because we always get something unique, something a little bit different from what another coach might get a little bit upset about. Um, how about this one? Your Fresno State linebacking group, who was the most serious of the bunch, and who was the I guess the jokester that kept everybody loose amongst the bunch. Ooh, uh, that's an easy one. Okay, so the most serious at Fresno, at least, was uh, was Malachi Langley. He's uh, another Mike backer, uh, big old buff dude, man. But and he was all serious, no play when it came to like weight room and getting on the field and and the film study and all that, man. He was straight as an arrow when it came to that stuff. Yeah, and uh, you go ask anybody on that Fresno State team the biggest jokester was for sure Lavelle Bailey that dude is a massive clown man he's making us all crack up and everything and you see Malachi on the other side getting mad at him because you know we're trying to take things serious and he just can't help himself but crack a joke here and there you know so it was pretty funny seeing those two he kind of blended a good that's that's good stuff and then the final one it might be hard to believe uh, but I think we're sitting here on the 9th of March but uh, this draft will be rolling around quickly. Um, the week weekend, if you will, of the draft, when you're with family and friends, who's the best cook in your family, and what would you like that person to have specifically made as you celebrate this next football journey? Cool. Okay. So best cook in my family is uh, is my girlfriend's mom, Ashley. She gets down in the kitchen, man. She gets down like no joke. When she's cooking, I'm there. Hey, hey no, it fans are butts. But uh, I'll tell you, her best dish that I'd love to have is her chipino. She gets down with uh, with the seafood, man, like crabs, Ooh. mussels, oysters, all shrimp, man. It's it's just, it's just good. I I hope I hope she's in the mood to make it when draft day comes around. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure she'll be able to uh, help you out on draft day. So your girlfriend's mom, she's on the clock uh, on the clock for a great seafood platter as you celebrate that moment. Listen, you're on the clock for this 22 NFL draft, and that's well-deserved. That said, stay humble, stay hungry, be blessed, and we appreciate you stopping by the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Really appreciate you guys. No problem at all. Once again, that is the standout Fresno State linebacker, second team all Mountain West this past year, Tyson Mayava here on the C2P. This has been a C2P exclusive. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.